Hey boss friends and welcome back to another episode of your bossiest friend the podcast it's your bossiest friend the Milan Mobley that's C-H-E-E-M-I-L-A-N-M-O-B-L-E-Y on Instagram and Twitter so if you aren't following make sure you are following me after this I hope you guys have been tuning in for the last couple of episodes because if you know then you know that the conversations have gotten really 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 uncomfortable and the uncomfortableness continues today in the boss's seat, I have one of my good friends, one of my colleagues, Mariah Oates. I can't wait to bring her on. Mariah is a mom boss. She's a publicist, a journalist. She has a nine to five. She is in a full time committed relationship, and she is just really out here doing it. Like I love Mariah's grind. Everything about her, like. We truly confide in each other when it comes to this PR thing, when it comes to this business thing. So I know she's going to give you guys the ugly, ugly truth that we've been talking about for these last couple of weeks. Now, the thing that you need to know about Mariah is she does not play any games, okay? So everything that she is saying, please do not take lightly. Everything that she has going on in her life, she kills and slays with no type of sweat breaking okay you will never see this girl sweat and I'm so proud and honored to have her on the podcast today so while you are sitting there waiting for my girls to come on and listen to your bossiest friend jingle if you haven't listened to episodes one and two make sure you pause this episode and go back because you are not prepared for this one if you haven't listened to one and two you're not prepared for anything after this because we're just going to keep going harder in this season of uncomfortable we have 80 some days left until 2021 people get uncomfortable we'll be right back I'm independent, got my own, and I'm so bossy, and I'm, and I'm so bossy, and I'm so bossy. Mariah, welcome to your bossiest friend, the podcast. Oh my God, thank you. I don't even know if I can come after that. Like what? I'm not going to say there's any pressure, but <laughs> my intro <laughs> serves me well. Um, But thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Of course, let the people, the boss friends, know who you are because clearly you're one of my bossiest friends. Well, thank you. Um, so I am a publicist, a freelance media personality, and a full time mompreneur. I am the CEO and co founder of the PR Alliance, which is an entertainment and lifestyle public relations agency, um, specializing in bringing innovative approaches to our clientele's reach. Um, I've worked with some people that you may or may not know, um, Karen Civil, uh, Dia Sims, who was former president of C uh, Combs Enterprises, um, Yvonne Orgy, you may know her from Insecure as Molly, uh, Ro James, Ro Timmy from Power, um, I don't know, the list goes on. I've also worked with MTV and ESPNU and ABC as a media personality. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm a mom, had my daughter in 2019, and I have just been moving ever since. And you said that you couldn't do it better. I think that was phenomenal. <laughs> it was the accolades for me. <laughs> it's so hard to remember, you know, some of the things you do over a, a time span. So hopefully I got the most important things out. <laughs> no, you did. And you have 
you wear so many hats, right? Being a publicist, being a mompreneur, being a media personality. There's so many aspects that I'm pretty sure you've had to have uncomfortable conversations with. So before we jump into actually what the uncomfortable conversations were, you mentioned you had my beautiful baby girl in 2019, Skylar, who I love so, so much. She's an amazing young woman, young mother, and Skylar is an amazing little girl, like super energetic, and I know that she keeps around on her toes, so being a first-time mom, what was like your biggest worry? Because I know that that has to be scary. I know all first-time moms are definitely, you know, unsure and definitely scared, but what was your biggest worry? You know, it's so hard to think about what my biggest worry is, because first, when you find out that you're pregnant, I mean, everything goes through your mind. You're, you're reading every article, you're talking to every mom, you know, and there's so many things from like, oh my gosh, will I be able to breastfeed to, oh my God, will my kid have SIDS or, you know, like there's so many things. But if I could really think about my biggest worry it came out when I found out I was having a girl. Now I was never worried whether or not I'd be a good mom because all my friends used to call me the mom in the group, which was a gift and a curse, but you know, a topic for another time. But I think it really stems to like, what kind of mother will I be? Like in my weak moments, will she look at me as a good mom? What traits from my mother and grandmother will I inherit that I may not want to? Um, And then how will I handle tough situations? So I think overall, it's just about like the type of mother I'll be. That's so true. I think that even before being a mom, we all have those type of conversations with ourselves and we're planning, right? Like before the pregnancy, mm-hmm. you're like, when I get pregnant, when I become a mom, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to yeah. have all these big expectations of myself. So I know you had those conversations with yourself leading into and just prior to being pregnant. Do you feel like you're living up to those expectations? And if you feel like you aren't, how has that made you feel? I definitely feel like I've lived up to the expectations. I don't, and, and to be honest, I don't know if I really set expectations for myself, but all I know is that like, I was going to get it done. Yeah. I'm just a very team get it done person. And I just knew that motherhood would be no different. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was going to get myself into. Right. Cause like being a first time out, you really don't know. Everyone's going to tell you from their own experiences, what they've read, what they've seen, what motherhood looks like. But when I tell you every single person's motherhood journey is different, even when they look the same, that is like the truest statement ever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I have real expectations, but I definitely think I'm living up to, what I've envisioned myself as a mom to be. And that's the best part. And I think you said something very, very important. Eliminate those expectations, right? And that's even in business. We have expectations set so high and so strongly on ourselves. And if we fail that expectation set, then we are disappointed. And let's be clear, we're the hardest on ourselves. Anyone can say anything and provide any opinions towards you, whether it's in business, whether it's in being a mom boss or whatever the case is. And it's like, okay, yeah, you had your opinion, but your opinion of yourself is always the strongest. So what's that one thing that you promised yourself as a mom? Oh, I promised myself that I would make a conscious effort to break generational curses and just be better as a person so that I could be better for my kid. Um, I think about it all the time because mental health and therapy is such a stigma in older generations, but for millennials and beyond, we are embracing it. Um, And it's just like we're trying to change the narrative. And I take that so seriously as a mom because I have to be better than who came before me. And to be clear, that's no in no way a shot to my mother or grandmothers, but it's just a statement on evolution, right? Like we have to take the lessons we learned and grow and expand upon it for our children. Um, so 
I'm no, I'm not afraid to say that I'm in therapy solely because for one, I didn't know if I was going through postpartum depression, but I wanted to make sure that as I'm growing into a woman and growing into motherhood, I want to make sure that I'm going about it with a clear mind and that I'm not bringing on traumas from my childhood and traumas from my mother's childhood and putting them on my daughter. If I, I love it. it. I love that. It's just that trauma, that conversation right there is a conversation within its own about the childhood traumas and other people's traumas and character in. And we don't realize like those type of traumas and this, that's a you know, comfortable conversation right there. The type of energy and the type of trauma that we hold and that we bring into relationships onto our family members, even onto our friends, even into our business that detrimental mm-hmm. and I know Chan and I talk about this all the time and definitely give me your opinion on it we say like you know it's at a certain point where you have to hold yourself accountable like you just said and go to therapy but just hold yourself accountable overall and stop saying what this has come from oh I act like this because of this or I act like that because of this and it's justified it's at a certain point where you really have to grow the hell up and say okay that's not okay oh yeah when when I tell you from this pandemic, I'll even start from, you know, I'll, st- I'll start from the top of the year in January. Accountability has been something that I have really grown up in, right? Like I have learned to hold myself accountable, not just in motherhood, but in business, personal relationships. Like if I do something wrong, I have to take a step back and look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, this person feels this way because what did I do to make them feel that way? What could I have done? Like, it's not so much of a jumping to conclusions type of thing. Like, you have to look at yourself. And I think that's so important. And, and what I've learned even through therapy, you know, is accountability. So I, I totally number agree. one of the day, ladies and gentlemen, write that down. Accountability. Accountability is going to get you far, whether it's in business, whether it's in friendship, your relationship, you being a parent, whatever the case is, accountability is one thing that you have to know how to handle and take. If you don't know how to take accountability, I don't think. Mm. <laughs> we're gonna leave you in 2020 when we're all headed to 2021 right. i think you should just stop here because it's not going to get you far you're going to be questioning yourself you're going to try to figure out why all things are working for you and then you're going to find yourself having a lot of uncomfortable conversations with yourself and not knowing how to tackle them and right, the thing about uncomfortable the being uncomfortable and definitely chime in with this being uncomfortable is a good thing because the more you're uncomfortable, and they've heard me say this episode after episode this season, but being uncomfortable constantly is getting you to the next level. The moment you get comfortable is the moment that you feel like the world is slipping from under you. Somebody's about to come in and take your place, whether it's in business or whatever the case is. Have you felt that? Like you've gotten too comfortable and you're like, oh, snap, like I am not progressing to the next level. That has happened to me so many times. I can't even pick a story to tell. <laughs> but one thing is a common theme about being uncomfortable is that's when the shift happens. Like, I'm a, I'm big in faith. And I just feel like, you know, when you're put in uncomfortable situations, sometimes God puts you there because you aren't moving fast enough. Right? There's so many other things that can come out of the other side that sometimes you just got to push through it uncomfortably. But when you get to the other side... You see, like, exactly why you were uncomfortable, and now you're, like, in a much better much better place. Um, but I definitely think being uncomfortable comes from there being a shift that needs to happen, and whether that's in person or in business. And that shift is beautiful, ladies and gentlemen. So if you feel that, that uncomfortable moment, I say this to you all the time, but even more so now than ever, with only 80-some days left in 
to 2021 and 80 days left in 2020, you have to get uncomfortable in these next 80 plus days. You really have to feel that shift because if you don't, I'm not going to say I'm worried about your 2021, but you really need to be evaluating what that 2021 is going to look like for you. So I'm encouraging you as you go through the season of uncomfortable, you really put yourself into that. Don't just listen to us telling you to, or listen to our uncomfortable moments, really do it for yourself. So before we get too far off about the mom conversation, because I, like I said, you have so many components that we could really, really tap into. Let's talk about being a mom boss and how hard it is to balance business and the baby. Oh my goodness, my favorite conversation. I mean, there's no way to say this lightly other than it's hard as hell, okay? It takes daily practice. It takes giving yourself grace, Okay. You have to be patient with yourself when you're trying to balance anything, especially in this pandemic. Okay. I don't know. I don't know about you guys out there, but I have a full time job. I run a business and I'm a mom. Okay. So, and it's everything is full time because we are in the house and we've been here since March. Okay. (laughs) So it's, it literally is a daily practice. Um, and no matter how, how good your time management is or how focused you can be on your tasks. Babies and business can be unpredictable. Um, But as long as you can adapt to your surroundings, you can handle it. Like being able to adapt to any situation and giving yourself grace are literally the two top tools that I tell people about balance. Like you just have to be okay with whatever happens and being able to adapt to it. Another tweetable gem, accountability and adapting people. Adapting is important in business too. Not this overall, right? In a relationship that you have in the next type of conversation, the next type of partnership, whatever the case is, you have to adapt. If you can't adapt, again, I think we all experience this in 2020 with the pandemic, adapting and pivoting, right? Back in Epiphany was one of those things mm-hmm. that was like, if you didn't know how to do it, boom, by June, your business was gone. Your your life was in shambles. And I was one of those people that was like feeling like that. But luckily, I took time and held myself accountable for the situation. I think not even just saying like, okay, well, you weren't prepared for the pandemic because who was? But more so saying you didn't have everything set like you should have. That was my accountability piece. And then adapting was like, okay, come on, creative adapt, figure out what you need to do next. So as a mom, as a entrepreneur and having a nine to five, what was your pivoting? How did you pivot in all three of those to make it work? Oh, you know, to be honest with you, I really wish I had, you know, some type of structure to how I pivoted. Because I don't. And I think that's honest motherhood for you because there is no structure. <laughs> you just do. <laughs> um, and I always say, you know, I'm team get it done. And, and I just have been able to. But when it comes to business, um, my business partner and I, you know, we had some honest conversations and some uncomfortable ones that I'm sure we'll get into later. But um, where we had to really sit down and say, we don't have any clients right now. Right. Right. In the beginning of the pandemic, because no one could afford to pay for public relations, because if you don't know, PR is a luxury business. So um, some people had to cut it out. Uh, So we didn't have any clients. So then it had to started talking about, like, what are our business funnels? How can we make money in our sleep? What are we doing? We aren't bringing in any money. How can we pivot to figure this out? What value can we add our audience? So it was those conversations for business. Then it turns into. You know, my daughter was just about to go to daycare right before um, the pandemic hit. So 
she wasn't going to daycare. So she's in the house with me. Um, you know, my partner, he has his full-time job and then he's in grad school. So it's like, all right, Mariah, your schedule is locked in, right? So then it's just figuring out where is the time for you? Like, <laughs> I had to be like, okay, this is the time of hours I can have meetings. This is the time where Sky needs to, you know, get her nap time and her bedtime. It was literally about prioritization for me. So I wish I had a structure, but I didn't. It was just about figuring but out what works it. for my you house. Mariah, this is, listen, I, I knew what type of episode was this going to be because Mariah is just phenomenal. Prioritizing. So what do we have, Mariah? We have adapting, prioritizing, and accountability <laughs> that you spoke on in only 15 minutes of being here. And all of these are key tools to life success, I believe, right? How do you maneuver without life without being accountable? How do you maneuver through life without adapting? How do you maneuver throughout life without prioritizing? People ask me that all the time. Like, oh, Milan, you seem so organized. Oh, you have so much going on. Like, how do you do it? And it's honestly prioritizing. Mm-hmm. No, it is. And then prioritizing looks different for everybody. Like how you prioritize may not work for me, right? How I prioritize may not work for the listener right now. So it, it is really about figuring out your lifestyle and how you can so prioritize for you. Figure out how it works for you. Stop looking at everybody's chapter three and your chapter 30 or vice versa. Figure it out for yourself what works for you. Because what works for Mariah definitely probably is not going to work for Milan. It's just, it's just not. It's not because what she's doing is wrong. It's just she just is a different type of person, as you can see, you guys. She's a different breed. All the hats that she wears, I probably would have um hit in the corner or somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. I know yeah. you're not talking serial and having to battle with yourself, right? And having, of course, a business partner, having a nine to five where you have a boss, having a partner and having a child, right? I don't have all of those components. I have the business, I have the partner, and that's it. So please don't try to take the case. You have the crown. You are the queen of this. Thank you. The queen of that. The queen of that. I love everyone. I think we kind of segue this into our next part of the conversation. So we'll bring something you had. You have the mom hat. Again, you have the media personality, the business partner, and the nine to five. So let's go through each of those components and talk about each uncomfortable conversation you had to have along the way. And I know this pretty. It's a lot of them, but what was the most uncomfortable in each situation that has made you who you are today in 2020 at this moment of time having this conversation? Hmm. That's okay. Let me think. Um, so let's talk business first, because that one comes to mind. You mentioned um, something earlier about it. Um, so an uncomfortable conversation I had to have in business was me dropping the ball. Uh, my business partner, in the nicest way she could, right, told me that I was slacking and not being realistic about the task that I could handle. Um, once our load started picking up, it really picked up. So, you know, she was like, you know, hey, <laughs> you know, you're dropping the ball. Um, and that's a very uncomfortable conversation to have. And that was a time where I had to hold myself accountable, right? Because as much as I wanted to be like, First of all, <laughs> you don't know what I got going on today, okay? I'm in therapy. I got my full time. I got a child. I got a partner. I got a house to clean, et cetera, et cetera. It was like, hold on a second. 
what could I be doing to make her feel this way? What ball have I been dropping? And I had to really take a hard look at myself um, and notice that like there were some areas that I could have stepped up in. And that's a hard conversation to have, but I think it was a healthy one because at the end of the day, I really did learn, you know, I need to delegate more because I, although I am superwoman naturally, right? Because as women, we are superwoman. It's okay to delegate because superwoman, superwoman breaks. And the worst thing you can do is ask for help when you're completely broken. Um, one thing that I've learned throughout this pandemic is I've poured so much into other people that I have nothing left to pour into myself. And I've had to continuously have this issue happen for me to really realize. And it happened in business um, where it was just like, I don't have any energy to pour into my clients because I've poured it into my friends, my family, my child, you know, my house, my work. Um, so anyway, definitely yeah, that, that was a uncomfortable I, conversation. I'm trying to counter, counter, look at that one. I had one that was similar to that. Um, but of course not having a business partner, it was more so me telling myself, like, you really dropped the ball with that sis. And it was because I forgot, and this is years ago, nothing recent. I forgot to send a contract. I don't think I ever did that with you. <laughs> I forgot. Mm. I forgot to secure the bag, but it was because the again, I didn't <laughs> have that organization that I wasn't prioritizing correctly, and I wasn't adapting as I should. So I was overwhelmed, and when I was overwhelmed, I didn't. This is right interns and all of those things. So you know, this is before my life was together. So I forgot to send the contract, and I had to have that uncomfortable conversation. Like you just really dropped the ball and fumbled the bag, like. If this, what if that was that one thing that could have determined me being a multi-millionaire today? Just imagine. <laughs> like, uh, you yeah. know, so I, I definitely can understand Jeez. fumbling and, and having that conversation with yourself of slacking and really dropping the ball and fumbling. So it's okay. I want to tell you it's okay. I know you know it's okay, but you had to do to, to bring it back up and to fix it. But it, it happens to the best of us, um, boss friends. So if you ever feel yourself stumbling and dropping the ball, don't beat yourself up, but understand you adapting is probably going to have to come in and you're going to have to really be uncomfortable with that adaption. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you definitely just, and if I could give anyone some advice when it comes to that, it's just shift your priorities a little bit, right? Where you're putting a hundred percent into something else one day, maybe try to only give it 80% if you can and put that extra 20 somewhere else, like shift your energy and shift your time Another because small job. changes Mariah, really do make fire, a difference. Okay. But the boss is <laughs> day okay i hope that when we post this episode and you guys listen <laughs> that you are going back and you're tagging mariah you're going to get her instagram name and you tag these uh tweetable and instagramable gems because the world needs to hear it outside of just our podcast everybody needs to see it because this is this is good okay enough enough i'm done go ahead so now what's your next one what's the next uncomfortable conversation Um, uncomfortable conversation with myself as a mother. Um, and I kind of, I kind of touched on it a little bit, but you have to ask for help and not just when you're at your breaking point, like you have to learn to delegate. I said it earlier, you know, we're all super women and it's natural, but you don't have to prove it every day. 
right? And really listen to that. You do not have to prove that you are superwoman every day. You can't be so occupied with pouring into others that you don't have anything left for yourself because it really does affect your mental and it affects what you're able to do. And as a mom, I had to really sit with myself like, if I'm not the best version of myself, like then my child is not going to be the best version of herself. And that's an uncomfortable conversation to have. Like, hey, you're breaking, you're overwhelmed, you're doing too much. You have to really take some time to like chill out essentially. So that's another uncomfortable conversation that I have with myself on a daily, honestly, especially in this pandemic. It's so easy to get overwhelmed because the day goes fast. And depending on how old your child is, like if you're doing virtual learning and working full time, then expect to have dinner done and get your child in the bed at the same time every night. That in itself is a lot. And if your partner's working or if they're in school and they're equally as overwhelmed, you know what I'm saying? Like there's just so much that can happen. So just remember, like pour into yourself um, and give yourself grace and literally be generous with the grace you give yourself. Because when you hit your breaking point, it's hard to come back from it. When I say uh, Skylar's eyes light up at Mariah and she's sitting there working, she's looking and watching everything that she does. It's I love to see it. I love it. And Mariah knows that. I just I smile at them when I'm watching just how Skylar's moving around her. But she's watching everything that she's doing and what she's saying is so true. So new moms or future moms, whomever needs to hear this conversation, just understand what Mariah is saying. It shouldn't be taken lightly because she experiences it every day. And she does this mom thing. I'm going to keep saying it. She does this mom thing. and then of course the the last bit because I do want to try a conversation comfortable conversation and relationships but the nine to five conversation I know you've had some uncomfortable ones in space so let's get into that that's the one that I've been waiting for you know it's hard to pick one um nine to five I mean besides the fact that I just want to be like throws the table I quit (laughs) because it's too much it's too much um but honestly I think with my nine to five it's about value um and making sure that I feel valued because when you are like in this pandemic right nine to five children relationship business you want to make sure that as you're dedicating or you know giving your time to these people and their corporations that you are feeling valued um if you guys are having reviews coming up if you have a nine to five or you have a boss you can talk to just communicate that you know you want to make sure that you you know feel appreciated and that your work is being noticed because even when it comes to you not getting any raises right now during this pandemic or bonuses or salary increases any other year, um, it's just really important. And that's a conversation that I have to have with myself all the time. Salary negotiation as a woman. Um, I mean, there's just so much I can say, but overall, just make sure that you're being valued at your place of work where you're putting a lot of your time and energy. that is key right because if you're not being valued at a place where you're putting all your time and energy and it's not serving your purpose right if your nine to five is not serving your ultimate goal it's working for you right now it's so important to feel valued because you're not going to put your all into something when you don't feel appreciated and then you end up leaving but then it worked out for you right because look at you now but (laughs) 
I mean, you know, I support it, honestly. Yeah, I support God everyone doing acting, whatever it is to accomplish their ultimate Letting me leave that space. Yeah. I was uncomfortable as hell, but... I, I left, but I was definitely uncomfortable. I your girl, I, I tell y'all all the time, your girl didn't have her hair done. I was rocking that slick back. So that's why we all see the slick back now, y'all. Like, it's so late. I had practice, okay? I, I had practice. My nails were, were horrible. It was just a, it was a bad space, y'all. Your girl was uncomfortable as ever. But in that was the shift, and the shift was getting me out that space that he didn't want me in, and I haven't been back since. So that's very, very true what Mariah said now. The next part and the last part of the uncomfortable conversation, partnership. Those uncomfortable conversations you have to have with your partner as a business owner, right? As an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. having that 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 nine to five and that balance because we know a lot of times when it comes to our partners and entrepreneurship, some people have understanding partners, some people don't, but it's still uncomfortable conversations that have to be had, whether it's a good space or an unsure space. You know, if I think about a common theme, okay, when you have a business partner, it's the uncomfortable conversation comes in when one person feels like they're doing more than the other person, period. Um, And I think those conversations can happen often if you don't have the right procedures in place or, um, you know, tactics. Uh, And life happens, right? People get married, people have children, people have other um, streams of income, other side businesses, like there's just so much going on. But I think the uncomfortable conversation comes in when one person just feels like they're pulling the other. Um, And you have to be willing to communicate open and often (laughs) um, when you have a business partner. So I'm gonna keep it vague. But definitely, definitely it, that. it is that. And I think, well, friends, don't think of it in the sense of where you're probably not doing enough. I think you have to communicate, right, that what's happening because you could have really, really long days working. And if that understanding isn't there where you may not be able to do as much as you can on a day-to-day basis as they may be, then you have to really communicate like, hey, you know, today's a super busy day. This is what I have going on. So it doesn't come off as like you're just trying to linger around and not do anything. You're just cooped up in your office space, whatever the case is. You definitely have to have that conversation. So, I mean, of course, it goes further than just that part because I know a lot of people who just don't do what they're supposed to do and uphold their end of the bargain and the deal and this partnership. But needless to say, you do have to have those um, communication points overall, right? Successful relationships come with those uncomfortable conversations. Look at that. This is why we're here. So before I let you go, Mariah, I want to talk about a hot topic, right? So either this season I've been either doing <laughs> this sure. or that, or I've been finding hot topics based on what my experts really know how to talk about, right? So let's talk about breastfeeding. It is so frowned upon and almost considered not normal for women to do when they have to. Not when they please, but more so when they have to, right? So if your child is hungry and you're a breastfeeding mom and you're not planning to go home for hours and you haven't pumped milk and this is your only mean right now and you have to whip out the nipple in the mall, people think that's crazy, right? They don't think that's something that should happen. They think that it should be shunned. Like, basically, you might as well wear the scarlet letter, right, for doing that because you're really this horrible person. So how do you feel about that? I know you aren't a breastfeeding mom, but you're a mom. (laughs) 
You know, I am not a breastfeeding mom, and I'm and I'm also proud to say that because it did not work for me. And I'll just let everyone know right now, I was never moved to breastfeed. Um, I was never that mom who was like, I have to breastfeed my child. Now, I fully 1,000% support breastfeeding moms. I think it's so beautiful that you can create life and provide nutrients for your child from your body. That is like the most beautiful thing. I have no idea why people think otherwise. Um, But I was in the hospital and I did try, but I had a very pushy lactation nurse, y'all. Um, and if you aren't expecting mom, please be aware of the pushy lactation nurses. Do not let them discourage you um, or make you angry because they're out there. Um, but there are also some supportive ones. So shout out to the lactation nurses. Um, but I don't know why there's such a stigma. It, it's crazy because for everyone to come from a woman, right? Some people, you need to get your nutrients. You've gotten milk for the first year of your life, whether it came from the nipple, the bottle, the formula packet. You got the nutrients. So I don't understand why people are acting as if providing for a child from your body should be shunned upon, especially when things like, and I'll just throw an example out there. Why isn't men being able to whip out their, you know, private and pee on the side of the road, but that's okay. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, God, like you can do something like that. What's the difference? Like, no one cares survive. about something like that, you but you care that I have to breastfeed my child yeah, in the mall. Like, that was the craziest God, thing to me. Out at you, the, you know, my <laughs> gentlemen that are on here, y'all, we know that you don't do that. And I'm pretty sure that <laughs> gentlemen that are listening, you pretty much think that's nasty as well. But doing that, why couldn't you hold that or find a bathroom to do that in? We were actually downtown Atlanta um, about a week or so ago, and we're driving and the light is green. This car is literally stopped in the middle of the road, and the guy is standing peeing on the ground in the middle of the street at the light. People are driving past, like not on the side of the road, but in the middle of the streets with the light green. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. But you see what I'm saying? Like, that is just the craziest thing. Like, how people just could go about their day, you know, not frying, not throwing anything at him, <clears throat> not saying anything. Mm. But, you know, I really do think it comes from sexualization of women. Like, we are we are constructed to be these wholesome beings, right? We have to act a certain way. We have to dress a certain way, especially if you're a woman of color. You know, you have 10 times the stigma attached to you. So then to be showing your body out in public to people to see, for people to see, it's just like a stigma attached to it. And I think it just has to go that's all the way back to being like a sexualized person. That. Yeah, that, that um, so and people just and I wish they don't want to see women like that. I wish there was more topics and conversations around this because it's uncomfortable it's making our women uncomfortable it's not there and as a woman as a parent I'm sure that you've had these conversations with other moms who have breastfed it doesn't make them feel empowered it doesn't make them feel invigorated it doesn't make them feel good it just isn't like oh my god I can't do this for my child why now I love our moms who are so liberated and are like free the nipple on Instagram like I love that I'm so here for it because I think it needs to happen. But again, in order to see a shift, I think we need to keep pushing and putting moms like yourself, whether you are breastfeeding mom or not, behind these conversations and saying, hey, damn it, it's okay.
and it is okay. Um, and to all the moms out there who are thinking about breastfeeding or currently breastfeeding or try to breastfeed and couldn't, it's okay. Like everything about your journey is okay. I mean, especially when you're breastfeeding, like I know women who have breastfed for six days, six weeks, six months, and I'm not going to say six years because come on guys, but like 16 months. Every journey is different and it's all beautiful. So don't feel any type of way about how you are providing for your child because as long as your child is happy and healthy, that's all that matters. Thank you, Mariah, so much for just coming and sitting the boss of Steven. Definitely having this conversation um, is much needed. Moms need to hear it. Mom, moms need to hear it. Business owners need to hear it. Our career, white collar, blue collars need to hear it because somewhere, some way down the line, this conversation comes up or is overlooked and this entire conversation from being a mom down to having that relationship, having that job, whatever the case is, is needed. So thank you for providing so much insight. I'm so grateful to have you as an asset, to have you in my corner, to have you as a friend, a colleague, all of the above. You are super amazing. And in lieu of that, let everyone know where they can follow you and stay up to date with anything and everything that you have going on. Yes, please follow me on social media at Mariah E. Oates, O-A-T-E-S is my last name. Um, That's my handle on all social media platforms. Please connect with me and um, and email me at MariahEOats at gmail.com as well. And I would love to connect with you. Yes, um, October 30 is National Publicist Day. Um, I don't know when. I don't know when I want to publicly announce this. I don't want to say too much, but please follow my social media. I have a lot coming you better up tell and announcing me, that I day, know. October 30th for National Public Day. <laughs> so please stay tuned. I have a lot to announce. I need to know when we get offline about this. You'll know. Absolutely. So, guys, you <laughs> I'm so know it's excited. always a so pleasure. Excited. Please follow me so that you guys can stay up to date as friend. well. Make sure you share this episode. You tell a friend to tell a friend that they can listen to this on Anchor, Google Play, wherever. But until next time, it's hugs and kisses from your bossiest friend. This on Anchor, Google Play, wherever. But until next time, it's hugs and kisses from your bossiest friend. And I'm so bossy. And I'm, and I'm so bossy.